0: Live from Southern California, this is the Jim Rome Show.
1: My clones in the D. How y'all feeling? How y'all living right now? Lions fan, this feeling, this feeling that you're feeling is called a good feeling. It's a beautiful thing. You can start getting used to it. You don't have to worry about the other shoe dropping. You don't have to worry about the sky falling. It's okay. It's okay to believe. It's okay to feel great about feeling great. Like that brutal OT loss to the Seahawks a couple of weeks back. I told you when that happened. Lions fan, do not trip. Don't stress. You'll be good. You'll be good. Now, I'm not sure that I meant you'd be this good. I said they'd be fine. I said they would be fine, but they're a lot more than fine. They're a legitimate contender. And I don't just mean in the NFC North either. They're legit. Don't get it twisted. Forget about that final score last night. That was a nice, swift ass-kicking.
2: Nice, swift ass-kicking.
1: What up, Pat? A nice, swift ass-kicking. A legitimate hospital job. A mug job. A curb stomping, whatever you want to call it, it's fair because that was damn near felonious. And now I'm going to tell you what it was not. Now that I've told you what it was, let me tell you what it was not. It was not a freak thing. It was not an aberration. It was not a fluke. It was not an anomaly. It was nothing like that. And it sure as hell wasn't surprising either. That's already Detroit's second road win in primetime this season. That's their third primetime win in a row under head coach Dan Cannibal. We're going to buy the kneecap off. This dude. And it was their 11th win in their last 14 games overall. This is why the big head and I were on them last night. And that's why there's legit hype around this team for the first time since, I don't know, ever. This is why the Lions and Lion fan are fired the hell up. Because they should be. Hell, Lions fan essentially took over Lambeau last night. Never thought that I would see that. There was an awful lot of blue amongst all the cheeseheads. An awful lot of noise all the way through the end of that game and into the Bo's game. Never thought that I would see this. I feel like I'm screaming right now because... Detroit Nuts.
3: with these fans unbelievable, unbelievable. just just enjoy this Lions fans for a second
1: well they deserve that they deserve this for sure oh hell yes they deserve this how surreal was that that was at Lambeau the chance of let's go Lions at Lambeau I mean there were so many things about that they were so surreal and you can bet your ass The Lions fan is enjoying it, and they should. Lions fan is enjoying it, and Lions player is feeling it. Let me repeat that. Lions fan is enjoying it, and Lions player is feeling it. Case in point, Jared Goff going right at Fitzmagic after that game for glossing him a, quote, Poor man's Matt
3: Ryan. I Thought I played better throughout the rest of the game. Uh, hope it's up to your standards. You played a lot. <laughs> okay. You,
2: you played very well, dog. Okay. We were very happy. I, I, I didn't know it was a poor man's
3: anything, but. Uh,
2: by, oh, you know, he heard okay. that. He's listening. I heard oh, about oh. it. Actually.
4: Call him out there, Dick.
2: Andrew. Andrew. Receipts. <laughs> How <I> do you <laughs> do it? me? <laughs> me? <laughs> Matt
3: Ryan's a pretty good player Matt too. Matt Ryan's man. a hell of a player. I told him. I'm it, giving you a hard time. I appreciate it, man.
1: That is so good. That is so good and so anti-Goff. I mean, that's how much Goff is feeling it. First of all, that like kind of subtle, I hope I played up to your standards. That was a great opening salvo. Hope that I played up to your standards and then made sure that he knew what was said about him. I didn't I, know I, I was a poor man's anything.
2: I, I didn't know I was a poor man's anything, but-, but Oh, you know, he, he hears okay.
1: that. He's listening. Heard about oh, it. he heard it. I mean, to be fair, bro, you had one foot out of the league not that long ago. However, not anymore, man. This dude is playing lights out. The whole thing to me is so wild and so surreal. The Lions roll in the Lambeau. They cold cock the Packers in prime time. Their quarterback, who generally hasn't had much to say about anything at all, is essentially on their set asking, How my ass tastes. He's talking to a former quarterback, turned talking head, and said it right to his face. In effect, tell me how my ass tastes. Am I playing to your standard? Oh, he hears that. He's lit. Well, I didn't know I was a poor man's anything or anybody. Tell me how my ass tastes. I'll tell you, I love spicy golf. And this dude's personal reinvention in Detroit is an amazing story. And honestly, he's not getting enough run for it. Nor is he getting nearly enough credit. I mean, give Jared Goff some freaking credit. I mean, for real. Credit. For real. So much to love about the Lions right now. So much. Him, their head coach eating kneecaps. I mean, this really is a brand new era of Lions. A brand new Lion era. Lion fan is what I'm trying to suggest to you. This is not a one-off. They're not hot. They're good. They're really good. A brand new era, which is essentially what stud Aiden Hutchinson said after the game.
3: It's fun, man. I mean, I grew up with Aaron Rodgers kicking our ass um, every year, so it's good to, to be on the winning winning side of things. Aaron's out of the division, um, so uh, life is good right now, but we're going to keep working.
1: I grew up watching Aaron Rodgers kick our ass, but Aaron's out of the division, Not only is Aaron out of the division, the Bears and Vikings are both 0-3, and this is why the Lions are all the way up to minus 200 to win the NFC North as of this morning, which is incredible. A division, it's incredible because it's a division they have never won before, at least not since it became the NFC North 21 years ago. A franchise which has not had a divisional championship in three decades is now minus 200 to win the North after four games. What can I say other than you love to see it? (laughs) Love to see it. Love Love to see to see see it. And Detroit Lion fan, you so deserve it. Love to see it for you. Now, on the flip side, for my Wisco fam, hate to see it. <laughs> hate Love to, to, see, see, it. It. to hate see it. Hate to see it. Hate to see it. That was rough. That was a brutal watch. Packer fan is not accustomed to ass kickings at home in prime time or ass kickings at the hands of the Lions anytime. Combining the two is pretty devastating. Heartbreaking and devastating. Just ask Packer head coach Matt LaFleur. Dude, for instance, has the highest career winning percentage of any active coach. So he definitely is not accustomed to this kind of ass kicking. He definitely showed that he's not used to it. He's not used to losing and he definitely is not used to getting curb stomped. And that's why he rolled up to the podium after the game seemingly ready to let his hands go. What do
2: you think happens when you have a for, to cause a first half like that? Where you just, you couldn't get nothing. I mean, you saw it, Pete. I mean, we got our ass kicked. If I knew, it wouldn't have happened. Matt, they didn't blitz until... Um, that, that's of, a BS question, man. <laughs> they didn't blitz until the last play of the first half. Um, they sent four or less most of the time, why couldn't you guys protect, you think? It wasn't good enough. They whipped us. They manhandled us. Again, if I knew the answer to that, it wouldn't have happened. Pete? Got that,
1: Pete? I mean, you saw it, Pete. Hey, Pete, you want to go out back? Hey, actually, Maddie, Maddie, that's not a BS question. It's a fair question. In fact, it's the question. The hell happened to you? your squad, and Jordan Love last night. The reporter should have channeled his inner John McEnroe and said, answer my question. The question, jerk. That's my question. The question, jerk. The question, jerk. That's a BS question, man. How is that a BS question? How is asking what the hell happened in the first half when your team got ripped to shreds a BS question? How is asking what the hell happened in the first half when you ended the first half trailing 27-3 to a BS question? What other question were you even expecting? What other question is there to ask?
2: That's a BS question, man.
1: No, man, it's not. It's not. You all came out and you all got your faces broken in your own house in prime time. Y'all got your asses handed to you so thoroughly that that game was over at halftime. So, of course, they're going to ask you what happened in the first half. That's their job. Their job is to ask you why you and your team didn't do yours. A little ownership would be nice. A little accountability would be nice. And stop blaming your own inadequacy on Pete.
2: I mean, you saw Pete.
1: Hey, Pete, why don't you roll up here and say it to my face?
2: All right. I mean, you saw it, Pete. Pete? That's a BS question, man.
1: Yeah, man. You know what's BS, Matt? Your team's playing the first half. That's why Pete asked the question.
2: I mean, we got our ass kicked.
1: I'll tell you what else. And I don't think that Pete brought this up, but he could have. How much worse could things be right now for the Pack if they didn't pull off that miraculous 17-point fourth-quarter comeback last week after the Saints came out and did the same thing and kicked their asses up and down the field in the first half of that game, too? But I guess we can't ask Matt what happened in that first half without him losing it and saying it's a BS question. I mean, you saw it, Pete. We did, Matt. Luckily for LaFleur, Jordan Love did bail everybody out in the fourth quarter last week. Except he was not bailing anybody out of anything last night. I'm not going to put it all on him. It's not all his fault. But let me say this much. He's definitely not reminding anybody of Aaron Rodgers. Or making anybody forget about Aaron Rodgers. And yes, the Packer line was banged up. Yes, we are talking about a really young team. And a line that can't protect a really inexperienced quarterback. I'm not putting it all on him. Far from it. However, I would say, Packer fan, you can go ahead and expect more of the same. Let's go, fam. You know me. I'm not trying to pile on. You know I do not enjoy your pain. Your pain is my pain. I am you. Well, except for when I bet against your team and I win. And then that's it. That's what happened last night. You know what I mean, though. I take no particular pleasure in saying this. It is just the reality. It's your reality, and it is reality. The Lions are the team to beat in your division. Or at least, what was your division? In fact, I'll say it. At 3-1, and one, I am ready to crown their ass. At least in the division. And you know what? I'm right. I will. I'm ready to crown their ass at 3-1. and one. Hey, don't believe me? Fine. Ask somebody who would know. Ask the guy who just got wrecked, Jordan Love himself. What do you think
4: about Detroit? Is that the,
1: I mean, it's early, but is that the team to beat in this division? Yeah, for sure. There it is. Pete. He said yes, for sure. He's not wrong. Now, I'm not giving, don't get this twisted because generally you hear what you want to hear and you do twist most things I say. So don't get this part twisted. I'm not giving the Lions the Lombardi. I'm not giving the Lions the Lombardi. Not yet. But I will give them the NFC North right freaking now. I've seen enough. Congrats, Lions fan, on your first divisional title in three decades. Clinched at the earliest date that I could ever remember, September 29th. This is a team that not only will make the playoffs, but could do some serious damage once they get there. And Packer fan, I hate to say this, but get used to it. Don't be all sour and bent. Don't be pouring beer on players that Lambo leap. What's Amon Ross supposed to do after he scores? Just turn and hand the ball to the ref? Well, at least you didn't treat Amon Ross' helmet like Cleveland treated Tito's Scooter. Hey, look, Wisco. Here's the thing. Detroit could have laid a Dolphins-Broncos 70 burger on you, but you'd still be the big winner this week. They could have had Gibbs and Montgomery run for 700 yards combined, and you'd still be smelling like roses afterwards. Why, you goddamn... You got Dame. You're good. In fact, you're better than good. You're great at basketball. Let me talk to you for a moment about one of my favorite products ever. HelloFresh. What is HelloFresh? What it is is Farm fresh pre-portioned ingredients, and seasonal recipes delivered right to your doorstep. You can skip trips to the grocery store. You can count on HelloFresh to make home cooking easy, fun, and affordable, and that's why it's America's number one meal kit. Kickstart a fresh fall routine with HelloFresh. HelloFresh handles all the meal planning and shopping to deliver everything you need to cook up a tasty meal right at home. They do the hard part, and you get to take credit. And when it comes to options, honestly, more is more. That's why HelloFresh's menu includes 40 recipes and over 100 add on items to choose from every single week. I love it. Comes right to the doorstep, all these tremendous ideas and great meals. Find out for yourself. Go to hellofresh.com slash 50 Rome. Use the code 50 Rome for 50% off plus 15% off the next two months. Once again, hellofresh.com slash 50 Rome. Make sure to use the code 50 Rome and get 50% off plus 15% off the next two months. Hellofresh.com slash 50 Rome. We are joined right now by Daquan Jones. Daquan, good to have you back. How are things?
4: Thanks for having me back. I appreciate it. Appreciate
1: you, dude. So the team has won back-to-back games, and you're getting ready to face the hottest team, arguably in the NFL, and the Dolphins. How do you feel about where your team is at right now, collectively? How do you feel about the club heading into Week Four?
4: Um, I feel pretty good. I, I think uh, the, uh, the feeling in the locker room is pretty high. Um, you know, we, we know we're not we're not where we need to be, and um, you know, we'll, every day we're putting everything together, step by step, make sure we're on the fundamentals. and uh, take it day by day, and right now we're, we're so good at, uh, at where
1: we're at. All right, so I mentioned you were coming off a huge game defensively. In fact, the entire team was, but looking back to last week, you had five tackles, you had a sack and a half against the Commanders. Overall, the defense came up with nine sacks and five turnovers. What was clicking for the D that day that enabled you to completely dominate and dictate terms?
4: Um, I, I think uh, just, just the message that week, uh, you know, just trying to you know, tell guys, like, listen, we got to – play how we practice Uh, you know sometimes we can you see guys go out there and practice insanely in practice and then the games uh, don't really do what they do in practice and kind of go out there you know letting loose and uh, at the end of the day rely on your your base instincts and uh, your fundamentals and uh, take care of themselves and I feel like we went out there and did that and uh, I think it kind of spoke for itself.
1: Daquan Jones joining us. Then after the fact, you know, you're pretty active on Twitter or the X. You took a little run at the NFL's next-gen stats account after Sunday's (laughs) dominant win for, quote, fine-printing you. Dude, they had you in fine print. You had five quarterback pressures. You had a sack and a half. The hell do you have to do to get some attention, big dude?
4: Yeah, yeah. You know, I want to have my my shot to to take it. I'm going to take it. Just uh, poking fun. it was kind of like, you know kind of like what I said the story of my, my my career man like uh I'd be doing stuff that other dts in round the league were doing, but they don't be getting the credit or uh the acknowledgement and um you know, when I saw that, I was just like i I just ain't no way it's gonna kill you to put put my name within the bold print
1: <laughs> so saw the uh, I, I
4: moment it. And, uh opportunity i just i just took it and it was all it was all fun.
1: Dude, I love it. I'm not done with the topic. I love it. Hashtag ain't no way. We should hashtag that. Ain't no way. Like, no one's safe. Not even your own team. The Bills tweeted or asked, quote, there we go, at Ed Oliver. And you retweeted, quote, and Daquan. Come on now. Hashtag go, yeah. Bills. I got to tell you, dude, it made me laugh when I saw it. Are you laughing when you thumb that out? Or is part of you really thinking, come on, man.
4: What about Daquan? What about me? Yeah, yeah. I mean listen, at the end of the day we, we won. I'm happy with that. Uh at the same time like, no one's gonna fight for you uh as, as hard as you as you are. And uh at the end of the day we are our own walking business in this league. Uh each individual player uh that body the tempo, the body, the business and uh you know, I'm gonna promote my 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 good and my bad. So, you know, if I if I do something good I wanna make sure that, you know, it's getting out there and um getting promoted just like everybody else is. You bet. You bet. I love that. And I love
1: Ann Daquan. Dude, it made me laugh. Daquan Jones joining (laughs) us. But it's real. I agree with you. So let me ask about the defense also. The defense has been an integral part of the team's success in recent years. I'm curious, what's it been like to have D coordinator Leslie Frazier step down and then have the head coach Sean McDermott step up and call the defensive plays himself?
4: yeah i mean uh, you know they're, they're both great uh d coordinators and they both have their uh their skill sets and what they bring to the table and uh this kind of thing that the the dynamic of uh what we you know what sean brings versus what pressure brings uh, i think we all kind of you know went went into the off season and, and nothing really changed there's no just no real hiccup with it and you know pretty much the defense is the defense and just how you know how he calls and his rhythm of of doing so is uh probably different um and you know how he you know breaks down the game for players to understand and 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 you know, making sure we're all in the right situation, and he's doing all the hard part of thinking, and he's just out there calling the calls, and all we got to do is line up. So, I think he's doing a you know hell of a job in that in that aspect. But uh, yeah, both again, both you know. Frazier and and, um, Sean are are great D coordinators and what they bring to the table is very special. Daquan Jones
1: joining us. So the defense is playing really well right now, and it's doing so without a Hall of Famer, right? Von Miller opened up the year on the pop list with that knee injury. He's eligible to return next week. From the videos that he's posting, man, he looks pretty sharp. You'd have a better idea. How does he look to you at the facility? And then what kind of an impact would you expect him to have when he does come back?
4: Uh, I mean, I expect a immediate impact. I mean, like you said, future Hall of Famer. Um, teams know what he what he's about and what he can do to affect the quarterback. Um, but I mean, he looks he looks great, man. I you know, I really don't like speaking to other people, in, in, especially to come off an injury. Uh, but you know what I can what I what I see in here and see him putting into work on the field. I mean, he looks good physically um, and uh, mentally. He, he's definitely uh, sharp. And you know, talk to him every day, and just, you know, he's ready to come back and jump at the best to do so.
1: All right, so you and I could spend the next fifteen minutes on what's working for the Miami Dolphins offensively, especially coming off that historic beatdown they put on the Broncos. Hey, look, mm-hmm. I get any given Sunday, I understand that, but did you ever think you'd see the day that one NFL team would drop seventy on another NFL team?
4: No, I mean that was that was pretty pretty crazy. I'm not gonna lie to you. Like when I, after our game, and everyone was talking about my like, day, dropped what? And they go yeah seventy. Um, but when you go back and watch the film, man, like, you, you see why. I mean, they're an explosive offense. Um, you know, when they when they make their their audibles and check the line, and everyone's on the same page. And uh, I mean, they they did have a really good offense. And they all they all work really well together. And uh, you can go out there and see, you you can watch the film. They they play for one another. And, they, and they're they're very a very hungry football team to change their narrative. Um, and and how they're proceeding in the league. And so, you know, it's going to be a tough task this week, for sure.
1: Daquan Jones joining us. You know, you made the point that we are our own walking business. So I want to ask you something. What impresses you more about Tyreek Hill, his home run ability and potential to house literally everything he touches or his all-out determination to be a porn star when his career is over?
4: I I heard that the other day, and I, that got a chuckle out at me. I, I I thought that that was hilarious, but you know, uh, you know, Tyreek as a, as a player, man, like I th- I think what pops off to me is just his ability to. to he seems like he never gets tired out there. He's like a little energized, but he he's, he's motioning, he's running around, and um, I mean, he just puts so much strain on the defense. And uh, you know, it's a credit to him and his weight, the work he puts in all season. Uh, but man, he, he's a special player, and um, just, you know, when you get you don't get a lot of guys like that when you see them yeah, you gotta admire them and appreciate them and you know I respect the hell of his game
1: No, I appreciate that too like dude how fast are they we know how fast he is but team wise collectively how fast are the Dolphins
4: yeah probably one of the, the fastest teams in the league I, you know in my personal opinion I think you know the running backs are fast and, you know all the receiving quarter guys I mean they're it's dope for speed uh, but they, they you watch them on film and if you give them a, a crease I mean no matter who getting the ball in their hands they're they're hitting that thing open so uh, just got to make sure we're on all, all our uh, you know, base fundamentals and make sure we're doing our jobs and you know, try to contain them the best we
1: can. Daquan Jones, don't you ever put him in small print. Before you go, I want to ask you about Penn State because you are a proud Penn State alum. Your guys look great. They're undefeated. They're ranked sixth yep. nationally. They're a nearly four-touchdown favorite over Northwestern. How hard are you repping Penn State in your locker room? And is this the year the James Franklin squad breaks through and makes it to the CFP?
4: Yeah, I mean, I hope so. I mean, we—I went, I got to go to the uh, the game a couple weeks ago, and and it looks like we got some big boys up front and watching them on film. I mean, they're doing a heck of a job of creating run lanes and 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 standing up there in the pocket and uh, not not allowing too much pressure. So I, I think this can be the year where they go uh, and make and make a, a, a impact and statement on uh, college football. So I'm very excited about that. And you know, of course, in the locker room, I'm repping it. You know, we just beat Iowa. We have uh, Michael Hyde and Aj Vanessa and. You know, they they lost horribly, and they had to pay for that. So it, it was good to be able to rub that, rub that in their face uh, all week. So.
1: Well, dude, they did lose horribly. That was a complete beat-down domination. You locked them up. Really quickly, you said you went back there a couple of weeks back. You're 10 years in. Like, you've had a really nice NFL career. What's it like for you to go back to Happy Valley? What's it like, like? What kind of treatment do you get when you come back, and what's it like for you to go back and spend time there?
4: Yeah, it's kind of um – I mean, I, I don't know how to describe the feeling when you go back there. It's just a sense of just, uh, you know, pride. I, I guess you could say. Uh, you walk there and you kind of see all the places you went. Uh, you know, they changed the whole layout pretty much of the of the bar scenes, everything downtown. They put up new buildings, so kind of going back there and seeing all the, you know, what what they've done to the place and what's changed, and what's gone. Um, it was kind of cool to see, uh, but it was just a, a great feeling overall. And you know, something you know, my kids get to that age, like, you know. <laughs> Y'all got to go to Penn State. You know what I mean? It was just a great feeling, a great atmosphere, and there ain't
1: nothing like it. I got you. The defense is playing really well. You're coming off a huge game, and I'll say it again. Don't you ever small print my dude, Daquan Jones, (laughs) getting ready for a big game. Daquan, appreciate you. Good to have you back on. Appreciate the energy. Good luck this weekend. I know it's a big one.
4: Thank you so much. I appreciate you, man.
1: Clones, what do you want when you're craving protein or you need more energy? Not bars, not sugary snacks, not energy drinks. You want beef, pure and simple. Where's the beef? It's in a package of... It's Friday. You know what that means. I've got to bring in the big head, James Kelly, to pick some NFL games. We started the weekend off strongly last night. We both hit the Lions. We laid the points. Light work. Light work. Speaking for myself, head, it felt pretty damn good to start the weekend with a nice dub and some money in the bank. How about you? How did that hit you?
3: always makes friday better for sure and really good nfl season this far on games um the props well eh, probably not get into that one right now but yeah that's not getting into that just yet yeah. but you're doing well in the games though really good season yes. uh, really well hey how about uh, bob in la did you check that guy's act yeah he probably should have just never mind i'll stop yeah terrible Funny. Since when, since when right do you the stop? stop since, yeah. Anyway, since when do you stop? Since when do you have this, like,
1: self-monitor, self-check <laughs> button? Let's get to it. That, there,
3: that that first call, though, is Bodie level. Him deep breathing like that, I'm like, oh, my gosh. I really thought he was out. I thought he was iced. So,
1: so did I, yeah. and so did Alvin, blah, 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 blah. who hit him with a time to die. <laughs> Except I was concerned. All right. So let's get to it. There's some nice matchups on Sunday. Let's do it. Game of the week. Miami at Buffalo. The Dolphins have one of the most explosive offenses ever. Buffalo has gotten right after dropping their opener to the Jets. I'm guessing you probably could get some value with a very dangerous Dolphins team on the road. The question is, how much value and
3: are you going to take it? You can get the Dolphins and three points here. I will take that. Um, I feel everyone's on the Bills Sunday, assuming the Dolphins have gone James in Portland with that 70 splot last weekend and have nothing left. Come on. (laughs) That part. I think everybody thinks that, you know. They're done. But I do not think they're done. The Miami offense is now oh, playing against the second-ranked scoring defense in the NFL in Buffalo, a Bills defense that leads the league in INTs, has the best sack rate in football, and has done the best job in minimizing yak so far. But numbers lie sometimes, and let's be fair, in saying the offenses they have played, well, have a lot in common with the Bills fan who was covered in human excrement, Jim. You wouldn't be in a porta potty jumping inside it covering yourself with
0: human excrement you wouldn't be doing that this yeah, is a very know.
3: isolated issue human excrement is some kind of phrase it is those offenses that they've played are not miami's offense but the worry is josh allen he's playing great again in his team ranked second josh in point allen. josh allen but under josh vic fangio allen. why my do you guy. keep repeating yourself dude stop josh hitting allen. yourself i love josh, josh allen allen thank you josh allen Fangio, Vic Fangio, Vic Fangio, this far this season. The Dolphins are creating more turnovers. And ATS, this is Josh Allen's worst role. He is 16 and 16 as a home favorite apologies to Rick and Buffalo and Blind Terry, but I'm riding with the Dolphins plus three here.
1: All right, so my thought is Josh Josh Allen Josh is
3: 9-2 and two for his career
1: against the Dolphins, his most wins against any team. He's Incredible. 6-0 at home against them, yep. but these Dolphins are not those Dolphins. Like I said, well, I really like what I've seen from the Dolphins of late, but I like mm-hmm. what I've seen from the Bills as well. I'll tell you what, I'm not convinced that they can go into the Bills' house and beat them, Mm -hmm. but I am convinced, head, that we are not going to see many weeks where you can get the Dolphins and that kind of value, and that many points, I'm with you. Miami plus three. Beautiful. Miami plus three. Broncos v. Chicago. The Super Bowl of ass. (laughs) The league should feel free to flex this game off the schedule altogether. Hit them both with another L, because I already know that neither team will deserve to win this game, and none of us deserve to watch this game, Mm. but since that's never going to happen, and it's wishful thinking on my part, head, let's at least try and turn this Super Bowl of ass into some money. What is the ass line here, and how are you playing it?
3: The Denver Broncos, who lost by 50 points, are favored by three on the road. Yes. That is so funny. I'm sorry. That's incredible that Sean Payton, who is now 0-3, has also lost to the Raiders and Commanders, are favored in a football game. Incredible. It's incredible. And the funny thing, too, Jim, I'm taking the Broncos. It's all funny. <laughs> I know. I'm laying the points because if Sean loses to a Bears <laughs> team that has lost 13 straight games by an average of 14.6 wow. points per game, oh, my God. He's in trouble, and, yes, his Vance jo- uh, Josephs-led defense ranks 32 and damn out. near everything in the NFL, <laughs> and they have the worst pressure rate in the football as well. But I'm taking that as actually a positive, the non-pressure, because they're playing Justin Fields. Let him stay in the pocket. That's good for us. Cringe Wilson also, he's playing a lot better than Fields. He should be able to score on this Bears defense who, surprise, surprise, mother bleepers rank 31st in scoring and have one sack through three games. (laughs) ATS, gas, like their play everywhere. Cringe Wilson's worst role. 21 and 28 is a road favorite in his career. And Matt Eberflus has covered 33.3% of his home games since taking over for Pin and Cracker Jacks. Broncos minus three. I'm
1: telling you, this game, I appreciate your stats and your analytics. This game is like some sick joke. It honestly pisses me (laughs) off that... They're playing one another, mm-hmm. especially after both of them are coming up. two of the worst showings ever. The Broncos left, let Miami hang 70 on them. The mm-hmm. Bears lost by 31 to the Chiefs. Just Terrible. a reminder of how revolting both these teams are in the event that anybody had forgotten. The Broncos are 1-8 against the spread since the start of last season. That said, Justin Fields and the Bears are exactly what the garbage Broncos defense needs right about yeah. now. I hate this game. I hate this game, but I will detach. I will take the emotion out of it, and I will simply make a business decision. Wait for it, head. Broncos minus three. Nice. Because the Bears really are that bad. Chiefs at Jets. Obviously, the Jets are coming off another horrible performance, and then they chased that with an equally horrible week off the field with the entire world, including Joe Namath, coming for him. Mm. Robert Receipts picked enough last week to last an entire lifetime, enough receipts. Nothing in the way of help, though, for his whack quarterback room mm-hmm. as he blindly and inexplicably continues to hype and stand behind the Coog Hunter. What mm-hmm. is the number? What are you doing with
3: this one? The Chiefs are favored by eight and a half points. I'm going Chiefs here, and it's because if the Chiefs can't beat a Coog Hunter-led New York Jets offense by nine points, Travis Kelsey is going to get his ass dumped by Taylor Swift this weekend. Because she can't roll with someone like that. Fake
1: relationship, dude.
3: Fake relationship. Fake relationship. It'll end if she can't beat Zach. If he can't beat Zach, can it really end if it's not real to to begin with? Fake relationship. relationship. Okay, I did not know that part, but I don't follow her. I'm just speculating. Fake relationship. Her in the booth with the Mahomes family. Fake relationship. (laughs) Go ahead. Anyways, I went from loving the shit. Follow money. Fake relationship. Fake relationships. Yeah, you of money. all people
1: yes. dude. You're like the most jaded, conspiratorial guy ever. How did you not pick up on that? That's a
3: good point right there. Yeah, I'd yeah, I know. I know. It's not an original thought either. Yeah. Okay. Keep going, dude. Uh, Jets, Keep going while you're behind. The Jets yeah. team right here. I, I loved them. I hate them now. Um, yesterday I know, you right? Me. Isn't that weird how that happened? Just Jets, one one decision. One, one thing happened, and I loved them, and now I hate them. I know, dude, he didn't that. decide to shred his Achilles.
1: It just happened. It's not I a know. decision.
3: But, but we're left with watching this stuff. And you asked me yesterday the last time I cried. I can't remember, but I promise I will on Sunday night having to watch this yeah, Jets offense play again in prime time because. You're going to cry when it. I cut
1: you off to get to an interview because that ran too long. Go ahead.
3: Okay, I better hurry up. Yeah, Jets have it's talent. It's not your fault. Dude, it's my yeah. fault.
1: I, I'm uh, the one who did this to you.
3: Um, but you'll cry, not quarterback for the Jets. I like the uh, Chiefs here. Chiefs minus eight
1: and a half. <laughs> Dude, that was tight. Well done. Really well played. So the eight and a half, I would say, kind of concerns me, sort of, until I remember that the best quarterback in the world is going up against the worst quarterback in the world. True. Exactly. Yeah. Against the Coug Hunter. I actually love what I'm seeing from the Chiefs defensively. When have we Holmes? ever said that? Mm. It's a given that we all hate what we're seeing from the Jets offensively. So I am quite comfortable in saying that's going to be a nice, swift ass kicking. And I am more than comfortable in laying eight and a half. All right. Remember back in the day, Head, Chargers v. Raiders constituted Hell Week. Mm -hmm. That was before we syndicated this show. And that was just a local show in San Diego back in the day. The hate between Charger fan and Raider fan was incredible. Never forget Raider fan once bit a Charger fan's (laughs) ear off in a bar. Or was that Charger fan who bit through a Raider fan's lobe? Oh, man. I don't remember. I just remember somebody lost a chunk of an ear. But that was then, and this is now. It's not the same thing. The Bullets are in L.A. The Raiders are in Vegas. The Animus Mm. is not the same. Mm. What is the number? How are you playing that one?
3: The Chargers are favored by five at home. They're going against a Raiders offense that averages 15 points a game, 2.9 yards per carry on the ground, and where Jimmy G has an NFL-worst percent of his pass is being intercepted in the NFL. And if he doesn't go, Hoyer the Destroyer has lost 12 straight starts. The scary thing, though what's the best remedy for an ass offense lining up against a Brandon Staley led defense, a defense that has given up Ouch. more first downs than anyone in football through three weeks. More than dude, even Shock
1: covered his face on that one, dude. Ouch.
3: <laughs> <laughs> but if there was ever a perfect example, Jim of a win, even shocked, shocked through a flag on that. He thought that was violent. I thought it was accurate and
1: fair to you. Yeah. Hey, you know what? You're not wrong. Actually. Okay. It
3: just was violent. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, perfect example the of the truth is violence. Sorry, go ahead. Wendy Williams gasser right here, Alvin. No, it's this offense no. v that defense right here. We need it.
5: It's a matter of time. She's not lonely. Yeah.
3: <laughs> That's really I mature, apologize. James. I, I know. And I'll lay the points and take. Glad the we got that too. in, James. Yep. That made it better. On the strength of Justin Herbert and Kellen Moore's offense, that ranks second in the NFL right now in total Can offense. By the way. ATS though Advantage Raiders they've covered five of their past six division games. How Herbert's worst role is here as a home favorite he's eight and eleven. But Lightning Bolts here Chargers minus five. That's incredible they've covered. ATS, five of their
1: last six divisional games.
3: Yeah, the Raiders
1: have. So you mentioned Jimmy G. I I don't think it really matters if he plays or not. I don't think it really matters who the Raiders start at quarterback. Not Not after their offensive line put Garoppolo in concussion protocol last week. My dude looked like he was playing with PTSD last week. Not a knock on him. That'll happen when somebody continues to punch you in the face and go upside your head repeatedly. But dude, to me, did not look comfortable at all. And now he or whatever scrub they do run out there has to deal with Nick Bosa. And I've got to assume that Max is going to get a sack at some point, right? Mm-hmm. Right? I, mm-hmm. I don't have a ton of confidence in the Bolts right now. Just enough, though, to lay the points in a game they both have to have. And we'll both do their best to give away. I'm with you. I will ride with the Bolts. LA minus five, which Beautiful. brings us to our last game, I think. Yep. That's Steelers. It. Texans. Texans coming off a really nice win at Jacksonville. They're coming off a really nice interview with GM and jungle legend Nick Casario on the show Mm -hmm. yesterday. That's a team with a hell of a lot of karma, but they are a little banged up right now. What is the line? How do you see that one?
3: Houston's the home dog of plus two and a half points here. I'm going Pittsburgh and laying the deuce and a half here. Tiny hands through a career best 8.4 yards per attempt last week. Credit there. But C.J. Strouds Already a better quarterback than he is. Tiny Hands has thrown for 242 or more yards four times in his career. CJ has hit that mark in all three of his pro games. Stroud has also not thrown one interception, and he's playing with a line that is missing three to four of his starting offensive linemen. Yeah, it's incredible. that, wore, that worries great. me a little bit. That's why I like (laughs) this. See where I'm going there. But that's why I'm going against the Texans. The Steelers' defense is giving up 387 yards a game. Not good. But they're tied for second in the league with eight takeaways. And they have T.J. Watt lining up against backup tackles. Is he good? He's a pretty good football player. I'm not going to lie. They lead the uh, league in sacks as well. So that's not good for C.J. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, I will say, Mike Tomlin is it not good in this spot at all for ATS, and this is their second consecutive road game. But if they want to compete in the AFC North, they have to beat the Texans here. Let's ride with those fat, sassy, and spoiled Steeler fans. Pittsburgh minus two and a half. We all right, so I can respect that, but I want to say this.
1: this. This is, is business. Detach. Keep emotion out of it at all costs, right? Mhm. Uh, no way in hell I go against my dude, Nick Casario, especially a couple of days after he comes on this show and does another tremendous interview for us, especially after he comes on this show and he starts the conversation by shouting out Silk and telling Jeff and Richmond he needs to get in the weight room. You think I'm going to bet against that jungle OG? The hell I am. I'm going to ride and die with the Texans. I Listen to me. I would rather lose the bet. Then bet against my dude Nick Casario, especially during a week where he came into the jungle and he crushed it. Texans plus two and a half, yo. Love this Texans Same plus two off. and a half. Beautiful. I'd rather lose the bet than go against my guy. All Love right, it. run it back really quickly
3: for me. What do you have this week, head? Broncos minus three at Bears. Chargers minus five v Raiders. Dolphins plus three at Buffalo. Steelers minus two and a half at Texans. Chiefs minus eight and a half at Jets.
1: Nice job, head. Let's get paid. Let's make some money. Good job. Appreciate it, dude. Thanks. Discover credit cards do something pretty awesome. At the end of your first year, they automatically double all the cash back you've earned. That's right. Everything you have earned doubled. All the cash back from eating at your favorite restaurant doubled. All the cash back from that trip where you sort of learned to snowboard Also doubled. And the best part, you don't have to do anything ridiculous to get it. Discover does it automatically. Seriously, though. See terms and check it out for yourself at discover.com slash match. Able in the ATX. First of all, I'm hyped that it's the ATX that is running up in here like this. That didn't take long. That did not take long for the ATX to re-acclimate, did it? Look at Able. Quote, For the love of God, please let that be a fake, angry Bob on the phone. The jungle must go on believing that that old kook died mid-call. War, dead, clone smack. I want to say there's so many things wrong with that, but what isn't wrong with that? Number one. He's rooting for a clone to die mid-call. You know, at least he'd die doing what he loved most, right, Abel? He's rooting for a clone to die mid-call, and then he wars it dead clone smack. War dead clone smack. Yo, dude, why not just list every dead clone if you're going to war dead clone smack? You know, some of the most beloved callers in the history of this show are no longer with us. I'm not going to war that. However, I will say RIP. I will acknowledge them for their unbelievable loyalty and contributions in no particular order. Trapper. Mike in San Diego. Cal in Vegas. Dave. In St. Louis. Who else have we lost? Randall. Randall. Come on, man. We're not going to war dead clones. I wish this guy were the only one doing this, but he's not. Of course, G off is. Please be a fake Bob in LA. Please be a fake Bob in LA. Please be a fake Bob in LA. Like, they love the narrative that the bitter old guy died in the middle of a call on air. I got something for you. Please be a fake G-Off. Please be a fake G-Off. Please be a fake G-Off. Hey, G-Off, let me ask you something. What if I turn that on your big giraffe head? What if everybody was rooting for you to die in the middle of one of your exes or emails? How would that feel? How would that feel, dude? Because when you say, please be a fake Bob, what you're saying is, please be dead. Please be dead. Clones, there's a line. Stop rooting for people to die. I never thought that I would have to say that. I'm not going to tell you who to root for or who your favorite team is, but I will tell you this. Stop rooting for people to die. It's the worst take ever. Honestly. Honestly. The jungle must go on believing that old kook died. No, I'm actually really relieved that, quote, the old angry kook didn't die. That, I mean, of all the bad jungle takes, rooting for people to die, this is Bob in L.A. and the last call that he made.
0: Good to have you, Bob. What's up? And therefore giving him another red stain on that nice, very pretty USC... Uh, excuse
1: me, Jim. Uh. Don't get anywhere near Alvin because that dude is heartless. All right. So, so Alvin, (laughs) you're grouped with the rest of them. Alvin's like, no, dude, it's good. It's good now. He's alive. We can say and do whatever we want because he is alive. Let's find out. We go to the man himself. In Los Angeles, Bob in L.A. My guy, Bob. How we doing, hey Jim?
0: I'm alive. Thank God for that. But thank God I, for that, I Bob. So, take, so Jim, Bob,
1: Bob, Bob, Bob. Hold up. I know you got to ta- like I know you're gonna get right into your take. But walk this thing back for a minute. What happened during the last call? Are you sick? What is your status exactly?
0: I'm okay. And before before I give my take, Jim, uh, I just want to say that I've been a Lion fan for 70 years. 70. I was born and raised in New York, and I've been in L.A. the rest of it, so just being a Lion fan is crazy. But uh, I know all the props for the Lions today, I could say them for everybody else. But believe it or not, I got angry again, Jim, during the game, and I have to say no it. No way. I cannot believe that they have a rule at the end of that third quarter where the clock ran out for at least two seconds, okay? So that, that play was over. And then they come back and say that they can't review it. Jim, how can you not review – the time actually of a game. Now, if that if that was the last play of the game, okay, and they did and they couldn't review it, what, what would happen? I think the the networks would go off. Anyway, Jim, I that's, I, I, I usually get angry, and I, I still think that
1: that's the dumbest thing I've ever seen. Oh, you're, oh, oh, you're seen. angry, Bob. You're angry. What do you mean you usually get angry? Nothing's changed, my man. Let me respond you to see, you. No who coach is
0: going to come in and say, Trust those lions, bites."
1: Yeah, I know, Bob. You're not finished yelling yet. Yes, you are. Okay, now you're done. I just hung up on you, Bob. Now now that I know you're okay and you're not dead, I just hung up on your ass. I just ran your ass, Bob. I ran your ass down, Bob. He's not dead. He's deaf. He's talking all over me. stepping all over me. Hey, Bob, my man, now that I know you're okay, we don't give a damn about your take. All right? We don't care about your take. We don't care what you think about what happened at the end of the third quarter. We don't care about your Lions take. We don't care how long you've been a Lions fan. I wanted to know about your health. Here I am, worried, sick that you're dead, Bob. And that something really tragic happened. And I'm worried, and I'm looking, and I'm wondering. And then all of a sudden, you just roll up in here. You roll right over me. You step on everything I'm saying. I'm trying to say, hey, hey, man, you all right? Are you good? I was concerned. But no, you're gonna go right to your lion's take. Take, take, take. Bob, we don't give a damn about your lion's take at all. Nobody does. Bob, I was just defending you moments ago from people who were rooting for your demise. I was defending you from other clones running up in here rooting for you to be dead. Come on, Bob. But then again, you know people quote can't change. I don't buy that. I'm in the midst of a reinvention project myself. But then again, once you hit, I mean, how old's Bob? Like 108. It is difficult to change, and he was not gonna change for me. That was like that angry old guy. Like, hey man, don't ask me about my health. All right, I'm good. I'm fine. Stop asking me. I have takes. Lots of takes. Yeah, but none of them are nearly as interesting, Bob, as whether or not you nearly bought it on the air. We don't care about your Lions take. Oh, no, you're going to get my Lions take, Rome. I've been a Lions fan for 70 years, all right? It sucks. It's hard. You're going to hear what I have to say. I'll bet you right now that old man's still screaming into the phone, not even aware that I hung up on him. Man, that's wild. Dude, why are you upset? I know you're angry, Bob, and that's your brand. Why are you upset about the way the end of the third quarter, or how the third quarter ended? Uh, Of all the things to pull from that game, your Lions are badass, man. They dominated. That game was over at halftime. We thought you were dead, and you're screaming at me over... Something that happened at the end of a third quarter when that game had already been effectively over for an hour and a half? Damn, Bob. No wonder you nearly died in the middle of a phone call. Dude, priorities. You're not happy unless you're angry. You're angry, Bob, in LA. We don't care about your take, Bob. Stay tuned. Mark in Boston. What's going on, champ? How you living? Hello,
6: Jim. Hear ye, hear ye, hear ye. That's right, losers. The quintessential Michigan man is also the quintessential Lions fan. So we've got the sun god going into your barn, Lambeau, doing the leap right in your face. Just like when the new king of smack came into your city, ripping the crown off that salty, greasy, covered foreheads. It's a new era in the NFC North. Settle in, Vikings, Bears, Packers. We run the North and let's be real here. I'm not some bandwagon fan who's jumping on at the right time. I've been a lion worker at the factory of sadness my whole life. The lions haven't won a playoff game since I was a prepubescent boy. I've had to sit through Packers Hill, Mary's a winless season, Dan Orlovsky running out of the back of the end zone and two of the best players in league history retiring because Detroit made them hate football, but not anymore. The culture has changed. So let this be a shot across the bow for the rest of the league. The Lions went into Arrowhead and won. The Lions ended Aaron Rodgers' career and then came back for seconds last night in primetime. That's four straight cheeseheads. I am the mayor of Green Bay, and you know what? I'll take it a step further. Since that bitch-made coward Mike and Indy went into witness protection, the Midwest Mafia needs a new Don. So, fatties, your new Don wears a suit with cow spots. People want to call me a poor man's Brad and Corona. I'm not a poor man's anything. I've earned my seat at the table. And when that gimmicky little glitch calls next summer, I'll have something for him too. And if anyone has anything to say to my face, I'll be back at the Lorelei next smack off. Not too hard to find. Look for the guy wearing the crown. And it's Wisco. So you know we're going to have a party. It might not be Macho Weekend on Lake Shasta with unlimited booze, grub, and condoms. But we will have a Nacho Weekend on Eagle River, with unlimited cheese, fish fries, and a topless Benny and Wisco serving hors d'oeuvres. Somebody find Woody. 12 Wood, you're a creep. I know you can do it. Hey, we'll have a party, Jim. We're doing it whether you like it or not. Who's got it better than us?
1: Nobody! The champ, Mark, in Boston. Now you see why he won the smack off. Are you still going to call that a fluke? In market, on topic, and I know he's got to be fired up, Jack in Detroit. Good to have you, Jack. What's up?
5: What up, bro? So fired up, man. What up, though? Three one three for life, man. You said it. You said it wrong. This this ain't your daddy's lions, man. They are they for real. When I think in the last year, they went and took out Aaron, Aaron Rodgers. We all holding our breath, waiting to see if they are gonna be legit this year. They legit. They went up there and they they. I love what they did to Matt Lafleur. Because you know he had his team just biting at the bit, ready to get back at Detroit for putting them out the playoffs. He want to show off. He don't don't need Aaron Rodgers. And they went and embarrassed them boys. They embarrassed them boys because they line, the way they built, the moves they make, and they got rid of uh, Hutchinson, Swift, Jamal, uh, the the running back, replaced all them boys, and they better. They they got the NFC this division. I'm telling you, they're coming after San Fran. I think they don't pass Philly. Dallas probably ain't the same without Digs, man. We we so hype, we ready. And uh, Detroit, they don't. I think they don't put Detroit uh, sports back on the map, man. Uh, thanks for the, thanks for the line, Rom. We'll we'll holler at you, man.
1: My man, Jack Rackham, you're preaching to the choir. You're rack preaching him. to the choir. You know, I thought he made a great point. Another reason why I think Matt Lafleur was so bent after that game. You know, number one, they're bent. He's in his car driving back home. Adam, what's going on? How you feeling?
2: Good, man. Doing great.
1: Talk to me. We what are... was it like last night?
2: Oh, we are feeling it. It was me and my two buddies. We've been diehard Lions fans our whole life. Wednesday, we were like, let's just go do it. First time to Lambo. Amazing town. Amazing place. They gave us lots of love, and we put love right on his butt and the rest of the time. And that game, in the atmosphere, seeing the blue sea, And Lambeau Field was just something else, man.
1: Seriously, Adam, I was going to say, what was that blue seed like? I've never seen so much blue in that yard before. What was that like?
2: I'll tell you what. It it hushed the fans up real quick. That first interception, they thought they were winning that game. And then shortly after that, a number of times, I turned around to Packers fans. Again, great people. I'm like, have you ever seen this much blue before? And they're like, no, this is not real. I'm like, it's real. We're here. Everybody's here. And then after the game was just amazing, too. The chance of go,
1: Lions, go. Oh, brother. Good for you, man. Great decision by you and your boys, brother. Adam in Detroit. Brother.
5: James,
1: my man, in Portland. What's going on, James? Jamie,
2: my man, and Bob in L.A. It's good to see you treat hearing aids like Alvin treats rubbers. <laughs> Real quick, Jim, can you imagine James Kelly on Wheel of Fortune? Now, mind you, the clue is man's best friend, and the board reads three letters, starting with the letter D and ending with the letter G. <clears throat> Here's James Kelly.
5: <laughs> well, Pat, First shout-out to Vanna, you know what they say, Vanna, about men with enormous foreheads.
0: <laughs>
5: I'd like this all, Pat. Cat. <grr->
1: Where is that manual buzzer, Alvin? (laughs) I'd like to solve Pat. Oh, yeah. Welcome to the program. My name is Jim Rome. I'm in Southern California. This is the jungle, and that was a wild, wild weekend. Can't wait to get to it. Let's get it. We may have just seen the all-time ass-beating in the NFL. Freaking 70-burger in Miami. They make
4: this extra point. They're going to 70 points on the day.
1: A 70-piece in South Beach. This is kind of an historic game. I'm more. How do you feel about this game being historically embarrassing? It is a pretty harsh question. What's the question? But that's the kind of question you're going to get What's the question? when somebody Next hangs question. 70 on you. Next question. Good old-fashioned butt kicking. That was the very epitome of... Oh, oh The Cinderella story is over, man. Deep down, dion has got to respect that. I think we all know that the game is played on social almost as much as it's played on the grass. We're fighting for clicks. We're fighting for wins. Lance Leipold, the more success you have, the more your name is going to get connected to coaching openings. I was hoping we'd get through this interview jim without that Uh, of course i know you're gonna be on top of it
0: kelsey's had a lot of big catches in his career this would be the biggest
1: slayer did he out kick the coverage too (laughs) first comes love then comes marriage then comes travis in a baby carriage it's gonna be the browns and the 49ers in the super bowl my man racket racket. nice job
0: previous play is under
1: review. What's going on, John? How are you? Good, it's me old bag dude. Hey uh. Uh-oh, I Uh-oh. missed it. He self-glossed. He glossed me. Faking that push sneak and then backing out of Pretty it. Pretty gross. I think that's one I would have kept in my bag. The worst thing that happened was the Eagles took that tush push and made a terrible sequel that nobody asked for. That sounds vaguely familiar, doesn't it? Oh!
2: And
1: Randy right he just had to come and show you some love, Jim. That's uh, how we are me. joined
5: by Megatron. <laughs> you know, Randy and them, they was in front of us. when They were slowing us down, slowing down the pace of play. I feel like we we're like a half hour behind. We had a good time. You know,
1: I've seen enough of Zach Wilson. You may have seen enough of Zach Wilson, seen, but I have not heard nearly seen, enough of Joe you know, Namath. I could listen it. to that all day long. It's
2: disgusting. I don't know what Joe Namath's talking about. I think he's getting too old and he's lost his mind. We punched Dallas in the face. You don't play for the Cardinals.
1: So what we were trying to do
3: is... Uh, we were trying to
1: whatever do you, say, dude, whatever, do whatever that you say, my dude. I
3: personally believe...
1: Whatever you say, all I know is... Keep jacking up our... Yeah. People's best. Um, yeah. You and that crazy rookie of yours.
6: Lord, McVay doing his best TV e. Wonder impression on the sideline. Clearly, not never got that.
1: I would do anything. I would walk on glass to have Sean McVay. Jeff, you're amazing. And by amazing, I mean, the hell is your deal, dude? Nobody has this much free time. When I retire, bro, I really want to be a porn star, though, bro. My personal reinvention that? just took a hard turn. Now I know my actual mission. Elderly uh, porn. This is man.
4: Zaire Franklin. Even with the record last year, you know, it wasn't
5: something that I even thought about. It was honestly, Zach Leonard was the first person to even tell me that I was even close. Do you know well, why? Because you
1: it. broke his record. That's why he told you. Here's a bomb. A woge news. That instantly vaporized entire major metropolitan cities. Damian Lillard to the Milwaukee Bucks. Wow! Wow! Moat wow. just Oppenheimered the internet. Cousin, we gotta vaporize it.
2: Secondly, it's pronounced Duke, not Doug.
1: Dude. Nick Casario smack off thirty. Yeah, hey, I don't want to mess. With I do the have format. the golden ticket, so. Yeah. <laughs> what do we do for number thirty? Right. I'm
3: all. There. Look, you might have to take a page out of Mark in Boston's playbook. He shows up in Wisconsin in Caleb's barn. Maybe there's an off-site component. Deep. We can strategize about that. What's your beef? You
0: want to be hosties that walk around with little toy dogs in their purse, thinking they're all that.
2: The people that look inside their Kleenex after they blow their nose. Like, what are you looking at, you gremlin? Would you like to round? up with a dollar plus a change
0: my mom always rounds up. Your mom's still in bed, sweetheart. Tennis shoes are for tennis. Motorcycle boots are for motorcycles. Figure it out, dweeb. It's like I just dropped a
6: bag at the bowling alley. Now you want Chick-fil-A? <laughs> like, you have Chick-fil-A money?
1: Mike Elko joining us. Tell you what, if me coming on with you three times means I have beat Notre Dame, I'm in. He is alive. Bob in L.A.
0: Hey, Do it. I'm alive. Thank God for that. But I cannot believe
1: that they have a rule. Damn, Bob. No wonder you nearly died in the middle of a phone call. Dude. Priorities.
6: I am the mayor of Green Bay. The Midwest Mafia needs a new Don. So, fatties, your new Don wears a suit with cow spots. The scary
3: thing, though, what's the best remedy for an ass offense? Lining up against a Brandon Staley-led defense. <laughs> Next question. Love you, Romy. Congratulations on the reinvention Project. I've enjoyed every second of it. I've been
0: a
1: part of the world
0: championship team. And war trapper forever. I want to thank Karen Glenn for listening to uh, What's Your Be? segment.
1: Nakua,
2: Unwar Whack Prescott. Is that what he called?
1: No. I call myself. Calabasas, Studio City, Jerry's Deli, Topanga,
6: Unwar. Anyone who calls Romy,
2: baby boy. What's up, baby boy?
1: We have another version of another episode of Big. (coughs) Oh no way! Oh, you see what you bags did? You saw Pete. Good night now. Good night now.